With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity. If you want to get 10% off your Purity goods, you can do that by using the code hashtag VillaView. I'm here today with Omar to dissect Aston Villa 2, Brighton nil. Very weird doing it live at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Omar, but we move and we're happy because, let's face it, it's been a long time since Villa had won. Yeah, massive, massive relief, isn't it? I think uh, those clocks, that clock was ticking down. You were thinking, well, you know, in your head, you're doing what a fan normally does. It's like, well, I take the draw. You know, at least it's not another loss. Uh, it's not, you know, it was a pretty solid performance up until then. Nothing outstanding, but you know we we looked pretty good defensively. I think that was the main thing to take away from from that game. But then, obviously, with the uh, with the two 0 win at the end and, and the way that we finished that game, got a lot of hope now uh, for the season uh, ahead yeah. and, and and under obviously Gerard's leadership as well. So a great way to start the uh, start the reign. Uh, obviously, Brighton's I think it's first away loss of the season. Uh, obviously, a tough team to beat as well, uh, which makes it even sweeter. So yeah, really good, really happy, really pleased. Uh, and just really positive after uh, five or six weeks of uh, a pretty tough time for Villa fans. Yeah, nil nil would have been it would have been okay, you know, a clean sheet, a draw. But to come away and keep going till the end, and manage to drive through and, and get that two nil. And I mean, even the fact that you know we went one nil up and then we yeah. scored another, so that we weren't having a cagey end to the game and we could see the game out comfortably. I think that was massive because if you know if we were defending at one nil up, the way things had been, the crowd would have been very very antsy and it would would have been tough for the players to hold on, but. Gerard hasn't had much time to work with them. A lot of players would have only got back from international duty on Thursday. I know that they, at the club actually put on an afternoon and an evening session on the Thursday. So that's when they would have done the bulk of their work. And then on Friday as well. But you could see already, you know, 10, 15 minutes, the urgency was up from what we've seen in the last five, six games. You know, the players were, were pressing. We didn't concede early, which is huge because we'd got into that bad habit of conceding early. And you could just see that the, the players moved a bit, a bit more in, in one unit from my vantage point in the whole end. When they pressed, the whole team moved up and pressed. It was just, it was a lot more fluid than it had been. The press never really felt like it was there the last five games. And Gerard came out and said after the game, didn't he, you know, 
He knew we'd have to suffer at times. But if we did that and we kept the clean sheet, we preserved the defensive side of things, there was always a chance we could go on and win it. And that was exactly what's happened. So already, you know, the work on the defence has paid dividends because we were all over the place pre-Gerard coming in, weren't we? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, what what can Gerard really do with this team in the time before the Brighton game? And, and I think, you know, they've definitely got about it in the right way. They've not tried to do too much. I think the key really is, and you sort of saw, saw it in the, um, sort of the press conference and the interview he gave to Villa TV as well. It was all about solidity and, and getting us, stopping us conceding so many goals. And I think that's what we did. And you're completely right in terms of the shape and how we played. You know, so often we've seen, even not even this season, previous seasons as well under under Smith, um, where there's been a big gap between between the lines. When if our press hasn't worked, mm. then suddenly we get turned over and they're running out of defence uh, quite quickly. And I think I think what was interesting to see was that we did press when we needed to press, but we didn't want to press. We kept our shape about us and let them play at the back and then pressed at the right time when they got further in the field. So it wasn't like a you know a high press uh, all the time. And I think the other thing as well was that we didn't see too many hoof balls down the wing, which obviously we, we saw a lot of with Mings and Cash, especially, I think, being guilty of it. It's not sure if they were instructed or not under Smith or not, but I thought we tried to play a bit more through midfield as well, a bit take a bit more ownership of the ball. Um, so players like Ramsey and McGinn were coming a little bit deeper and trying to make things happen and trying to play. I mean, obviously, it wasn't, we weren't like fluid. Uh, you know, it wasn't a, an amazing performance or anything like that, but it was solid, I think, is, is the best way to describe it. And and compact and and I, I suppose I suppose question for you is do you think that was to do with Villa's shape and the tactics or was it to do with Brighton because obviously they were I thought they were pretty toothless I'm not sure why Mopai is not playing they play with Trossard as like a false nine do you think it was to do with you know them being playing without a striker and being pretty toothless up front or do you think it was a combination of the of the two it's probably a combination I think we, we kept them at bay I don't think that causes too many problems they had a spell towards the middle and end of the, the first half where that where they might have scored and they did cause us a few problems with ball, balls whipped in. Martinez made a couple of, of really smart saves, but they kind of passed for passing sake, Brighton, I, I think. They tried to, to kill the game, tried to make it a slow game, maybe try and get the crowd's backs up in a bad way a little bit. And I, I don't think it, it really worked. Their, their main threats were the, were the wing-backs. You know, Lamptey is, was their, their main player for me. But I've got to say, I thought Matt Target was absolutely yeah. excellent up against him. Much improved from him. I thought he dealt with someone who's a really tricky, tricky customer, as well as you could have hoped for, whilst also offering a lot going forward to Target. So I thought I thought that was pleasing. It was good to have that back four back together because I'd, I'd not even realised, you know, they hadn't played together since August, that back four with Martinez behind them. So you know, that's a, a long time. And that, that back four was very, very good last season. So... If Gerard looks at that and can get a tune out, out of the back five again, we'll have the, the solid foundations. Because you're right, we did sit in when, when we needed to, but we also pressed when we needed to. What I know is going forward, again, probably more so in the first half, lots of one-twos, one lots yeah. of players coming deep and wanting to wanting to link up and, and, and play the one-twos, Buendia and Ings. At the start of the game, Ings was a lot more involved and then he... He kind of faded. We still haven't really got that that balance of the, the front three, right? I don't think Watkins was massively comfortable out on the left. You know, Ings and him just don't seem to be able to link up at all at the moment. I think Buendia is huffing and puffing and nothing really seems to ever be coming, coming off for him. But I think, you know, we saw with the goal, when you get Watkins through the middle, that's what that that's what he can offer. And I think he's, he's a lot more comfortable there. And I don't know what Gerald's going to do going for because I think he will play 4-3-3. But we need to get the balance of that front three right because it's not quite there at the moment. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I think it was the right call to play Watkins from the left. Just something I said. Uh, it's early, isn't it? In our preview, yeah, exactly. I think we have to give him a bit of time. But you know, I think it hasn't been there all season, has it? That link of play, and we're still waiting for it to, for it to click amongst those forward players. But I think I, I quite like that formation. I quite like the personnel in that formation as well because I think what and I know Watkins on the left isn't wasn't as comfortable as he normally is, but he has played there a lot throughout his career, and I think he can play there. And and even when he's attacking as a, as a lone forward, you know, he does tend to drift to the left and cut inside, as we saw with his goal. So I think it can, it can be effective there. And I think Buendia, you know, he's sort of, I thought he finished the game really well against Southampton second half. He was probably our best player. Uh, and, and then this game obviously wasn't at his best, but even then you sort of see these sort of touches and his little flick pass to Ings, which, you know, if Ings had a better touch, that's one-on-one with the keeper. You know, things like that you see, you think, well, hopefully, that, you know, he, he starts getting his feet sorted and, and in, in himself playing well consistently and then you can see the sort of quality that he possesses and then I quite like Bailey off the bench as well I think as an impact player I think he's you know what a player to bring on for the last 20-30 minutes running at a, a tight defence so um, I, I think the, the the formation the shape is is right uh, I think it's just going to take a bit of time and I think you know obviously it's two days as we talked about mm. two or three days with the team it's going to take a bit more time to link up and play that formation because predominantly Ings and Watkins have played in a two up front now playing as a three up front um, it's going to be slightly different. But you know, overall, really, really, really pleased. And I think you, you picked on their uh, target. I thought that was his best game this season. Uh, I think he's just so much better playing in a four rather than a, a wing-back position. Uh, I think it plays to his strengths a lot more. I thought Cash was good as well. I thought Tyra Mings as well, especially, was, you know, obviously there was a bit of, there's a bit of doubts about him as well. You know, once Dino left, some fans were sort of, you know, their target became Tyra Mings almost like, you know, is he going to stay in the team, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought his performance was was brilliant, obviously capped off with the goal. But overall, yeah, really good. Really like the formation. I think it's just going to take a bit of time for, for them to gel. And I, and I hope it works because I think I think that front three is is what I would go for most games. Yeah, I think with our personnel in midfield as well, I think you just have to play through central yeah. midfield. I don't think you can't. Louise is he's a, he's a big miss. I don't yeah, think he's the, be, he's the best player in the world, but he can pass. You know he'll be crucial in that system as the, as the deepest midfielder. Nakamba was Nakamba was okay, you know, but he he was involved in the goal, I suppose, wasn't it? Wasn't in Nakamba, but yeah, I mean, defensively he was he was brilliant as he always is, uh, and his passing. You know, if you look if you look at Nakamba, you just look at a stats basis, you'd be thinking, oh, this this midfielder is brilliant. You know, he does everything right, but his passing is very very safe. Uh, he stops us being able to play with the tempo that exactly, you want to play with. I think exactly, exactly. I think that's the key. Louise is. You know, from the uh, as a, the deepest line midfielder, he's so good at starting the play and and sort of springing us into attack. Whereas I think in the camber, dilly dallies a little bit more and waits for the safe pass. I think that's why you need to look at the game a bit more rather than just stats. But I think he's fine for now, Nakamba, and I think he suits certain games. But I think overall, I, as we've always said, we long term we need a midfielder who's like a hybrid between Louise and Nakamba. That's what we need, ideally. Yeah. Uh, but for now, Louise is obviously a, a massive miss, I think, definitely. Yeah. Good use of subs by Stephen Gerrard as well. Ashley Young came on. I've got to give Global Greg Evans a shout out on the Athletic Podcast. Said to me about Ashley Young playing in attacking midfield, and I yeah. laughed at him. Completely laughed it off. He was very, very close to starting, yeah. apparently. But, you know, he came on and he had an impact. I do think Potter messed up. I've not really seen this anywhere. This is just my opinion. I think he took Lamptey off because obviously he's come back from a from a big injury. Yeah. Sorry if I keep knocking this table. I'm not in my usual setup, and it looks like I'll come on a roller coaster. So I'll try and keep my hand still. But Lamptey, you know, he was the outlet all day, but he's had a bad injury. He'd been out for around nine months, so he was never going to last ninety minutes. 
Yeah. You know, I think by bringing Malpay on, he just opened up the game a, a little bit too much. Pottery just gave us that extra bit of space that wasn't there throughout the rest of the game. And we really broke and capitalised on it. You know, a, a lovely run from Ashley Young and a slide rule pass. Al Ghazi nearly got in the way of the pass, but, you know, it came through to Watkins. And then Al Ghazi actually makes a really good run as well yeah. to take, take the defenders away. I was, I can't keep my hands still. I put my arm back, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm blocking a shot. I was, um, I was screaming for him to pass to Bailey Watkins. Absolutely screaming. Like Liam Gallagher. Like yeah, Liam Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, do it over the mic. But he, he absolutely lashed that home. Some, some finish from Watkins, and you could see his joy scoring in front of the whole end. But though, those subs, even El Ghazi, you know, wasn't on for long. But just having him there and having him on fresh, he did make a difference. And El Ghazi and Young swung that game in Villa's favour. Yeah, I think it gave us an impetus, didn't it? I think it, uh, I don't know if it lifted the crowd or lifted the players. I don't know what it was, but it definitely we definitely looked a different team when they came on. But I think you're right. I think I, something I didn't really appreciate was they did open up a little bit more. And we obviously had so much space with El Ghazi and Watkins running against one defender pretty much uh, until they, they all got back. So, yeah, I think I think it was just, you know, it gave us a bit of attacking impetus finally, we did, which we didn't really have. Um, and the subs definitely work. It's weird, isn't it, how football works, you know. Dean Smith makes that sub with Ashley Young coming in midfield slated. two weeks ago. It gets slated. Gerard makes that sub and it's, it works wonders. And, and Ashley Young looks like he's back playing for us like he did so many, what, 10, 15, 10, 12 years ago. So it's just weird how football works. And uh, But yeah, definitely working for Algarzi. Yeah, you know, did, did really well when he came on. Uh, he got a bit lambasted after his Southampton performance, rightly so probably. Uh, but yeah, you know, it just shows you what a new manager can do. It gives you gives a little players lift and get that, that bounce hopefully you can carry on uh Bailey you know nearly scored as well with his right foot great mm. ball by target um and good save by by Jason Steele so yeah overall I think I think the subs worked uh worked an absolute treat and you can't really argue with it it's it's just weird football works you know if Dean Smith makes those subs it probably doesn't probably doesn't work he doesn't get the rub of the green he doesn't get that little bit of luck uh with Ollie Watkins coming inside it probably you know Basuma probably blocks it and it goes wide or whatever so it's just the way football works. I was screaming at Watkins. I was like, passes a Bailey. Oh, I was screaming. I look like a right knob in the whole end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going, pass it, pass it, pass it. And then, then he lashes it in. And obviously yeah. I look and stupid. Did you, did you see Ramsey giving it the old, put it in that corner? I don't know if he was saying, give it give it Bailey or put it in the corner, but he might get an assist for that. Yeah, he's walking off, walking off the pitch, wasn't he? We scored a goal last season when someone was, was walking off the pitch. I think it was the first game of the season against Sheffield United. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron he was walking was, off the pitch and we, we, we scored. Yeah, we got, Good, good habit of of doing that in in front of the whole end, and then suddenly, you know, you one nil up, and then everything looks looks. We suddenly look great, you know. McGinn, the final bit of the game, looked yeah. phenomenal. He was quite relatively quiet, and then suddenly, he absolutely comes alive when you one nil up, and you just see it with the relief and the confidence comes up. People are suddenly chasing lost causes, and that that's what resulted in the second goal as well, because Mings has, has run his heart out to try and keep that ball in, kept it yeah. in, and then was positive. Carried on making that making that run into the box, and you know he gets his little bit of luck by landing to him. But it's a great finish on his right foot, first time. Not an easy finish at all from from, from Tyro Mings and two 0 and you've you've wrapped the game up and everything looks rosy. And like I say, suddenly we're moving the ball around sharply. Everyone looks full of confidence. It's a huge, huge win. Yeah, massive. And, and, and that second goal, I had I had to sort of I, I didn't even celebrate because I had no idea how that had gone in because it just sort of bounced off. I think it was Webster who cleared it. And yeah, then Mings comes clearance. out of nowhere. Poor clearance, yeah. Webster, and then Mark Mings comes out with his right foot. No way am I expecting him to bury it first time into the back of the net. And I was just sort of like, has he just scored that? Yeah, celebrating. He must have scored. I've no idea what happened. I had to watch it again. It was great. I mean, and you, and you like it, right, right? As you say, you know, he 
it again topped off a great performance. I thought with that willingness and determination. You know, we're one 0 up. You know, you don't. It doesn't have to run and keep that ball in. Really, you know, he he can sort of see it out, and we can defend and try and. I mean, he doesn't have to really even be up for the set pace, really, when you one nil up. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And then and then you know he keeps it in. McGinn does an excellent turn, and then Mings doesn't stop. You know, he tries to run, run in behind, try and make something happen as well. And because he does that, he makes that run. He's there in the right place and the right time to uh, to put it in. And uh, yeah, you know, that suddenly two 0 it looks like a an amazing win but in reality it was probably a solid performance for 80 odd minutes and then a really good performance for about 10 minutes uh, and it was enough McGinn's good down that right channel he's got involved down there against Wolves didn't he and Danny Ng scored ahead of that was from McGinn drifting into that space in the in the right side I'd like to say a little bit more of that because he seems to work quite well when he when he does get out of that maybe he was um, a bit safe before then in the, in the game, like in general, we were quite safe. We didn't take too many risks. We didn't try and be too progressive. We didn't we didn't want to get caught out. We never really broke in huge numbers into until that that first goal. But I do think it came from Brighton substitution. I, I really really do. I think that just just opened the the game. But because Lamptey and Cucurella were were such outlets, maybe it wasn't possible for Villa to to break forward in in, in those numbers before for fear of, of getting caught the other way. Lamptey's so so quick. But once yeah. those two were off the pitch. And it just felt, it just felt like it did, did open up for us. I mean, I can't remember who was on the Brighton bench. He, he may not have had another right wing back to bring on for, for Lamptey because he'd already brought Sonny March on for Kirk for Carella. But that, that definitely opened up some space for us. And it's nice to be on the right end of Malpa for once because he's, yeah. he's been a horrible player against us over the years. Yeah, it was, I was glad he was the start in the game. Um, but, you know, they've got dangerous players. Um, but I, I thought, you know, we were safe and solid. I think that was, that was pretty purposeful. But I, I thought I expected more of uh, Brighton, to be honest, because... Um, you know, they we're, we're the team in bad form that desperately need a win. You know, they could come there and pose themselves. That's in they're on great form. I don't want to go in for a while. Yeah, but I mean, they'd you know they played Liverpool, they played Man City, hadn't they? They played and they've, they've performed well in terms of the general play. Mm. They've just done what they did last season, which hasn't scored goals. But like I said, I don't understand why Mopai isn't playing. You know, they're playing this false nine. I think it just makes them a bit ineffective. But I expected more from them, and I thought you know I thought we did well. I thought we started both halves really well. Uh, first half and the second half, and obviously then they managed to get hold of the ball. But all they did was, you know, as you say, you know, just sort of try and slow the game down, be a bit methodical with their passing. Um, it's almost like they they practice all those passes in training. You know, like you know, most people have a, most teams have like a general game plan in terms of shape and that kind of stuff. But it's almost like they play these patterns all the time, and they try and work those patterns into the game. So um, it didn't. I don't think it really worked for them. But yeah, their wing backs look good. But I thought we dealt with their wing backs fairly well, to be honest. Um, I think yeah. Cucurella was probably the better of the two. Lamptey, I thought, you know, very dangerous play and got in behind a couple of times. But I thought Target, as you said, was was brilliant. Really uh, overall and defended against him really well because he's quite a tough player to play against. But I think what Target did well was um, he got done early on. I think uh, and he got behind him, but then after that, he just showed him on the inside all the time. And I think he's, that, that's when Lamptey struggled because he was trying to look, he's trying to push it to the byline and get around him, but uh, Target stopped that happening. And when he tried to get back in his left foot, he, he struggled. And I think that was quite quite clever in-game management by Target as well, which added to his good performance. Because Lamptey killed us last season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, At Villa yeah. Park, he caused us an awful lot of problems and he sh- shackled Jack Grealish in that game. So he's coming up to speed. And the good news for me was that he's in, he came off my bench in fantasy football and got clean sheet points because he only played the 80 minutes. So that was, oh, right. that was good excellent news. I was very, very pleased. I've, uh, I've deleted my fantasy team. I've deleted uh, it. Gone. I didn't know. I was just, I didn't know. I was doing all right, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing terrible, but I was just, I had not got the energy for it. 
I also kept the fight with Ollie Watkins as well. I've kept kept fight with him massively through the season, so I was rewarded with a goal nice for him see, as well. Nice to see him scoring a goal that ends up with us winning a game as well, because it's been he's uh, obviously scored last couple of times he scored. It's been in losses, hasn't yeah. It? West Ham and Spurs, we we, we definitely yeah. lost. It's good, good. We could do with getting him back amongst the goals, couldn't we? He's a critical player. If we can get Ings forward as well, you know, we will score goals and get Bailey yeah. fit. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know how they're all going to fit in the team with Bender as well, but you know that's not my problem. That's Stephen Gerrard's problem. But it's interesting to watch Gerrard on the touchline. I found myself watching him quite a lot. He's always involved in the game. Always, yeah. every moment, every chance he gets, he'll take a moment and call players over and communicate with them. He's very positive, very encouraging on the touchline. I don't really remember him being sat down at all through the whole game. I'm pretty sure he was in his technical area the whole game. I mean, shout out as well for Villa for having the biggest coaching team. I think I've ever seen when we came out for the warm-up. Never seen so many coaches in my life. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I re- honestly, I was, I was the same at the end of the match when, when, we, when the final whistle goes. Gerard spent so long shaking everyone's hands in the coaching team. He's still there now. There, like, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Potter's there with his hands in his pocket. Like, what the fuck's going on here? So, so many coaches. But I was thinking as well about um, like Gary McAllister, and I was thinking, oh, he did, wouldn't have worked with any of the squad. But actually, he has, hasn't he? Because he worked yeah. with Ashley Young. So that, yeah. they'll, they'll, lay, they'll lean on him very heavily. Gerard spoke of that in one of the post-match interviews. He said they'll yeah. continue to lean on Ashley Young very heavily. Nice, nice little throwback, having him in midfield and Gary McAllister Enjoyed in the it. technical area as well. You know, he'll be, he'll be pleased, they'll be pleased to lean on him. As long as Don and, Colin, Don and Collins are not around, then uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm much happier with Mings and Konza at the, at the centre <laughs> of defence, and I'm sure Gary McAllister is as well. It's a bit of a funny game. I'm not really sure if there's massively anything else what did for you us make to of, cover. Um, did you hear? Did you watch Fashion Today by any chance? Uh, yeah, uh, I did. Because Ian Wright was bigging up. I, I thought. Uh, I mean, Jacob Robsey, I love him. I think he's been brilliant this season, but I thought it was one of his more quieter games. Albeit, it was very disciplined and did did his job really well. Um, and, and he got forward a couple of times, but you know Ian Wright was big in Jacob Ramsey up, which I which I was really surprised with. He's just easy on the eye, I think. When he has got the ball, he's always got it under control. He drives yeah. forward, keeps it close to his feet, doesn't look like he's going to lose it. He keeps his passing relatively safe, relatively simple. But that's not you know we've just had a little bit of a dig at Nakamba for that. You know it's not always a always a bad thing. He just I think he's going to grow into a, a good player. He's maturing physically. As, as well, he's going to be he's going to be a big player for us. I think he's going to be a player that Steven Gerrard is going to take under his wing and that he's really, really going to like. You know, he's telling that he's he started that first game. I mean, I suppose we're not exactly blessed with loads of options in, yeah, in central yeah. midfield. I, 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 I suppose not really having a dig in a camber in terms of like I think it, sometimes it's the right thing to be safe, especially in that position. Uh, you know, he just he doesn't lose the ball. I'd rather him not lose the ball than lose it in that position and end up costing us a goal. But yeah. I just think you know, I think with him, it's obviously. It takes a little bit longer for him to find the pass, uh, but I think Ramsey on on Ramsey. I think he's obviously performed well for England twenty ones as well. Maybe that's where yeah, Gerard will have seen that. Yeah, and I, I really like Ramsey. I think he's you know he's he's just come on another level this season, uh, and the way he drives the ball, you know, not many players possess that. You know, we obviously had Grealish last year who could do that, but not many other players in the league can run at pace. It's kind of glides and keep it glides. Yeah, exactly. It's a really it's a really interesting skill to have. In modern football, where everything's you know one, get the ball, control, pass, control, pass, control, pass, having that ability to yeah you know, get 10, 15, 20 yards further forward just by keeping hold of the ball is uh, is a pretty key skill. And, and his passing, his end product, which is something we've been uh, so something I've mentioned that he needs to improve on is is definitely is definitely improved. It will come the last few weeks. It was coming. You know, he's obviously scored a goal against Arsenal. His passing, I saw against England twenty ones. You know, he's he's playing those through balls now. He's getting into the fours. Uh, the Ford's feet as well. I think I think he's you know he linked up well with Bendir and Ings a couple of times in the first half as well. So 
yeah, yeah, I think he's he's going to be a key key player for us, definitely. Yeah, someone in your household is not enjoying the analysis at all. That's my that's my son Musa. He's, uh, he's not he's having probably, it. He's trying to get. You know, I think he's my wife trying to feed him lunch, and he's not having it. He was not happy with Anakamba passing analysis at all. No, he's not he's having. A big, he's a big he's a big fan of Anakamba. He's a okay. I think that probably does us because, as I said, a hell of a lot happened in the game, but there was some interesting takeaways from it. And hopefully, we've interested everyone who's watching by talking about them. But yeah, we'll be back with a match preview with, for the Crystal Palace game sometime over the next few days. New sponsor for that as well, so so watch out for that. They are maybe linked with someone that a lot of Villa fans don't like, but yeah, we have we have got a new sponsor coming up for the match preview shows. So thanks to Omar for joining me and chewing the fat, and thanks to Purity as well for continuing to sponsor us. Use that code hashtag VillaView and you will get 10% off at checkout. And thank you to Villa as well for winning again, because it's been a while since we've been able to come on and do a show about winning. And whilst I'm thanking people, I thank Adam as well, the producer, for not making any mistakes this week. Well done, Adam growing every single week so yeah thanks ever so much for tuning in speak to you soon and up the villa up the villa sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.